Welcome to another episode of Rebels Rewind. This is our first episode of 2020. First, I just wanted to say thank you to Emily Chandler and Riley Melanowski for interning last last year. Yeah, about a month ago now, yeah. actually. Yeah. It was a while ago. Yeah, so they did a really good job covering for us, and I know they wanted us to talk a bit about the Grey Cup, especially, Nick, you're you're a huge Bomber fan, and I know you definitely had, had a time. Yeah, we haven't talked about it since, obviously, because it's been like eight weeks since we've actually been here. So, yeah, the Bombers won the Grey Cup. That seems like ages ago now. Those six weeks were really incredible. They were here for, what, like a week after, and the whole week was special with the parade and the, the so I went to the social too on that Friday and it was like I actually went to the Jets game too where Streveler, Dembski and Harris all came with the Grey Cup so it was just like a surreal moment it's obviously the first Grey Cup of our lives being younger than 29 and it's so nice that feeling that the drought's now over yeah and that night I was actually downtown and went like you were at Portage Main too right yeah, yeah. We, went, we went there we I just wanted to see Jake Thomas or whoever it was the first player to raise the cup which was Jake Thomas and I just wanted to see that and then we were booking it down to Portage Main and it was already packed yeah like I was I was freelancing that night and I I went there like even before the game ended there was like about like a minute left on the clock went down there and there was already people gathering there it was crazy and they were like popping champagne bottles blasting we are the champions yeah, over the speakers an, that was an epic night and there was zero police incidents from no that. none yeah, at all yeah so that, that just speaks to the mood that winnipeg was in yeah for that whole week really so i still am like i still see on twitter like people being like oh i'm watching the great cup right now and it's like an awesome memory and it is because they really dominated from start to finish mm-hmm. right yeah well and for us like it's the first time they've won since we've been alive so yeah like through the <laughs> 2007 and 2011 uh great couple losses and the heartbreak there just it was so nice having and the the best part about this game which is it's weird talking about it now because it was like eight weeks ago but it really was never in doubt like right from the start it was like there was never like the nervous sweats it was it was like it was almost a countdown it was like a new year's countdown in the sense where it was like when that clock's (laughs) gonna hit zero and it's gonna be like the greatest time and like before the game though i was like hey here i was like i don't i don't know i wasn't like super confident going into it just because like hamilton's stacked in my mind right and the just how winnipeg's always just never had the luck right yeah i think if hamilton did end up winning the great cup there was a, a valid argument that they would be the best team from the 2010s in the cfl they were 15 and 3 they were really they didn't really have any weaknesses like the bombers just played a sound game they really didn't expose much on Hamilton I would per se like they ran the ball really well and that's just what Andrew Harris is going to do but it was just yeah like everybody played well and that's what you need in a game that big yeah and then when everyone plays well the NFL starts to call right so we already lost a few players to the NFL row sales yeah it looks like Willie Jefferson's gonna go too that's yeah I I would say so too well there was just a report yesterday that uh or two days ago now that Willie Jefferson has uh, declined other NFL workouts because he had the one with the Miami Dolphins and that one went so well that the Miami Dolphins actually cut it short they were like, okay, we've seen enough. Like, you're a freak athlete, which is what we've seen in the CFL the past couple of years. So I would imagine that Willie's going to go too. Like, of course, you're going to take your shot in the NFL when you can. Yeah, I can't blame him. Yeah. And, and Jonathan Kongbo too. That's another bomber. That's uh, that's three that have gone already. Kongbo to the 49ers, Sales to the Vikings, and Rose to the Bengals. I think out of those three, Winston Rose is definitely the best, uh, has the best shot to actually make the team. Like, yeah. he's, he made his name in the CFL of interceptions in training camp in the NFL if you're a rookie. Or uh, not a rookie, but like a first-time player, or like a new player. That's how you make your name, right? With like an interception mm-hmm. or a big play. So I think Winston definitely has a good chance of cracking that Bengals roster with his new teammate Joe Burrow. Oh, I don't want to see that. <laughs> um, but base, yeah, like their their defense is definitely taking a hit already. But 
I think most bomber fans like you're 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 okay with it. Yeah, like, you want you want a championship. You want the guys to take their shot and yeah, we even saw it with Calgary last year. I know they had about four guys actually leave to go to the NFL and they got picked apart for agency, which I'm sure is going to happen soon with the bombers too. Like t- they're a hot commodity when you win a championship, right? And even this year, Calgary's already uh they've released two players themselves to go to the NFL, which is uh Reggie Bagleton who signed with Green Bay, which is a really odd one. You don't really see CFL players ever go to Green Bay. They're not really one yeah. of those teams that. Uh, scout CFL players and then finally after begging for his release literally on Twitter he would beg the Sam Peters Trey Roberson uh, just got released the other day and apparently has about 15 workouts that are starting today he's in San Francisco right now so he's definitely going to get signed he's a big corner and he can grab a lot of interceptions too he's exactly what the NFL looks for yeah and when CFL players start going to the NFL like this often I think it's nothing but good for the game of CFL yeah it grows the league it makes it 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 ends that stereotype that the CFL is a bush league when you have guys like like Cameron Wake is the modern day example that you can make a career after being in the CFL, right? Like there was also a uh, Doug Flutie and Warren Moon back and uh, Jeff Garcia back in the day, which we were actually too young to actually see those players play. But now there's this new wave of players who are getting their chance in the NFL now. Yeah. And then, so we're saying there's a lot of turnover on defense for the Bombers and another situation to watch is the quarterback situation, right? Like you see a lot of teams like making the, making their starters, Hamilton brought Mazzoli back, figuring out with Dane Evans, Arbuckle to the Red Blacks. Yeah. And the crazy thing about that, I don't know if you saw this, but so there was a, it was a third round pick for Arbuckle who was a pending free agent. So Ottawa has his rights. They don't have him under contract. So Arbuckle can still leave and go to Toronto per se if he wants. And the crazy thing is that Arbuckle can actually leave in free agency and he can go to Toronto if he wants to reunite with Ryan Dinwiddie, who is now the head coach and was in Calgary last season. So that's something to keep an eye on. But Winnipeg's kind of, in a sense, I just wrote about this, they kind of have their hand forced, but in a a sense, because, but I think they were actually going this way where they were just going to look to sign two of three in-house because they have Caleros, Nichols, and Straveler all free agents or pending free agents. Yeah, I think it was always going to be two of the three in-house. And personally, I'd want Caleros and Straveler, but... Yeah, I think I, I if I had to bet on it, I would say they go Nichols and Strevler. I think Caleros is going to go elsewhere Tor- just because he kind of wants to. Yeah, Toronto seems like a realistic place, but you can. I would imagine they give Nichols or Caleros, whoever they decide to make their starter, probably a one year deal. They're, they're, uh, Nichols will be 33, Caleros will be 32, getting older. Strevler is going to be 25 or 26 next season, so he's still a project. See if he can develop his passing game, but that's still for another month to come. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to watch that over at the CFL coming up. Rebel Sports, like during the break, hasn't been much going on, obviously, because everyone's on the holiday break. Uh, Action's back this weekend for volleyball and basketball and futsal starts as well. So basically, you can catch the coverage of that at theprojector.ca for game recaps and stuff like that. And I know Nick does live tweets at the games as well. Yeah, I'm going to be at the volleyball on Saturday and I'm going to be doing a recap on the a shorter recap on the Friday too in there. So you can look forward to that uh, later this weekend. And then the men's basketball team is uh, still under defeated so that definitely deserves a shout out and the women's team I believe is one loss so definitely a good start to the season for both the basketball teams yeah. not so much for the volleyball teams but it's it's a new year they have some time off who knows maybe they can turn it around yeah, we'll see and, this weekend and then you have futsal which for the men's team I don't think expectations are super high but when you look at the women's team when if you bring enough players from your soccer team over they had a really successful regular season in soccer so I'd look for them to be a strong contender yeah, in futsal as well. eye on, yeah. yeah and then men's basketball too is a team I have my eye on like they definitely yeah. have championship goals, not only in the MCAC, but also in the NIAC later on. Like they definitely have a legitimate shot at kind of just running the table, honestly. Also over the holidays though, World Juniors, Canada won, beat Russia. Just yeah. kidding, they lost six nothing, but it, no, they no, just kidding. They won when it mattered four to three. 
Uh, that was a stellar game. It was a classic World Junior game, just Shout back and forth. Yeah. Shout out to the TSN camera from Keith and Esfran going five on three <laughs> late in the game. Yeah, conspiracies, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, like I'm, we're I'm 22 now, so I'm I'm old, I'm three years older than all the players, and it's just weird now when you see like a guy like Quentin Byfield, he didn't play that much, but he's in, he's a 2002 on that team, and it's just so weird seeing that most of these players are 2000s or 2001. And then, yeah, you have like a guy like Quentin Byfield now who's a 2002, and I'm 22, so that's five years younger than me, and you have majority of players being 2000s or 2001s. And it didn't, at least for me, it didn't feel like years past where I'm like on the edge of my seat, like just praying that Canada wins. Like, don't get me wrong, I watched almost every yeah. game, and I love the tournament because it's entertaining, unpredictable hockey, but it didn't hit the same for me as years past with Canada winning gold. I agree. Even like in the past, it's like I've always like set alarms when they're in Europe, get up super early. Like I did watch all the games and I did get up for most games, but still like, I guess I wasn't as, I was still excited, but I wasn't as excited. You're like, yeah, like good for them. Like, yeah. like I wasn't like freaking out, like yeah. sweating, but it was, I don't know. I just like to enjoy the hockey. It's, it's like I said, it's, it's great hockey. You yeah. never know what's going to happen. No, you never know, especially like teams like Finland, Sweden, like they're all up and coming. They're always competitive. There's like five, six teams that could win every year, right? Yeah. So that's the good thing about the World Juniors. Yeah, but Canada up front this year, whole talent they had. Yeah. They got started with Alex Lafreniere. Oh, unreal. And then that Barrett Hayden guy, he went fifth overall to uh, Arizona. I think he's going to be a stud too. I, I had a lot of respect for him playing in that last game. That goal he scored, the tying goal with like basically one working arm. Like, Yeah, apparently he has a separated shoulder. That's what I heard. Yeah, that's like, what uh, I heard too. One, which is like the least, like the... yeah. Like the less least pain, I guess. But that's still. Right, if that's the right way to say it. But yeah, even uh, like... An, the other guys too, that Nolan Foot guy, Adam Foot. What a son. shot! Yeah, he has, he has a great shot, and he, I don't know if you know this, but you know Cal Foot played for the junior mm -hmm. team the other year. That D man, so that's Adam Foot's son too. Yeah, They're both Adam Foot's sons. They're both drafted by Tampa Bay. Oh, I didn't know they were yeah. both Tampa Bay. Yeah. yeah, so they could be foot to foot <laughs> for the next uh, couple of years in Tampa Bay once they get up there. They look like and they've both, both been big players for yeah. Team Canada yeah, they too. Have so futures, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then and, we, and then the last guy I want to give a shout out to is Joel Hofer, Winnipeg boy. Comes in after not starting the first two games, had to mm -hmm. come in against that uh, that Russian team when they're up like four nothing, and then really shuts the door from from there on. For me, that's when the tournament changed. Yeah, yeah. When, like that's when Canada put their put it together and started playing better hockey. Yeah. And he got goalie of the tournament, right? So yeah, well deserved. Five yeah. and zero. Yeah, and it seems like the experts kind of said going into the tournament that Canada was going to have some uh, maybe uh, question marks in net with that Dawes. Yeah, it was his first time ever playing for Canada, and I believe it was same Hofer's with Hofer too. Yeah, yeah the, yeah. they had the their third goalie was the only one that had any experience. Rodriguez, yeah, think, yeah, that's, a lot of people were saying just throw him in; he's the best goalie. But Hofer showed why yeah. he earned that number one spot. Uh, ever since that Russia drubbing of Canada. Yeah, and just getting back to Alexi Lafreniere one more time, like, just watching him, the way he passes the puck, he's up there with some of the best already. Like, he, I don't know, just watching him play is unreal. He reminds me of McDavid. I don't know if that's crazy to say. I, like, I kind of was thinking that too, but I'm like, okay, no, I don't know if I can say that. His but skating style. He's so, and like, the jump from last year to this year, incredible yeah so maybe like a guy like quentin byfield he's 17 right now mm -hmm. and he didn't really get that much ice and he didn't have that great of a tournament but the talent's there with him so maybe next year he's a guy to look at like lafreniere didn't have that great of a tournament last year yeah 
So maybe he's another guy that he can break out next year. Get into a bigger role. And yeah, I see that happening. Yeah. And another big thing like for Canada as well, the reason I think one of the big reasons they won all the games they did is their power play. Like 41.18%. Yeah, that's a formula for winning any tournament. Yeah, it's always huge. And that they had that first power play. It was top of my head. It was Lafreniere, Hayden, Foote, Cousins. And I think they had Kalen Addison on D? Yeah, I think yeah. so too. Yeah, like they were just clicking all the But the amount of times I would see Lafreniere to Hayden, I'm like, okay, hey, this is going Yeah, they in. had the two high yeah. guys at the top of the slot and they would just rip it past yeah. any goalie, really. Yeah. And in other hockey news, uh, the NHL, there's been some some interesting headlines. As of yesterday, the Preds made some coaching changes. Yeah, yeah, that that's the most recent one with Peter Laviolette and also assistant uh, Kevin McCarthy being canned, which on a struggling Nashville team that's not really figuring it out. I was kind of surprised that uh, like David Poyle is kind of known for his loyalty when he's kind of like Michael Shea, where he almost goes a little too far with uh, hanging on to players and coaches and whatnot. So I really thought that Nashville was going to give Laviolette the remainder of the season to try and figure it out and try and get these uh, underwhelming players throughout their roster, the roster to. Um, really pick up their game. But yeah, Laviolette's gone. Uh, we do not know who's going to coach tonight Yeah, uh, in Boston. Or, you know, when they're in Nashville, they're hosting Boston. So it's going to be interesting to see who's behind the bench. I'm sure we'll get an announcement uh, in the afternoon or something. But yeah, because a lot of the times you'll see the assistant coach go into the interim role. But when, you fire, to, yeah. when you fire both of them, it's interesting yeah, I, for I, sure. Anybody but Babcock. Oh, God. <laughs> After all that over the break, like Babcock and Montgomery. Yeah, we haven't even talked. Like, we weren't we, here. We missed all the. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we were here for Babcock, I want to say. Were we? Or no? I think we were here for Babcock. Not Montgomery, though. Not Montgomery. And, no, and, that, uh, the, that was recent, like yeah. the update, like how he's like checked into rehab. Yeah. And Pete DeBoer, too, was another guy that got canned, too. Yeah. In San Jose. So, yeah, the NHL coaches are dropping like flies. Well, the thing with Montgomery, like when they fired him, they're like, don't get it like it doesn't have anything to do with like why everyone else is getting fired and i was just like hey but what is it not criminal like, yeah it was weird. And they're like but it's not acceptable it's like hey what did he do <laughs> like but now it makes sense so yeah a lot of rumors are flying around he, and he sort of addressed like the the alcohol rehab part which is obviously you gotta yeah. step down and try to get better right so like good for him yeah, yeah exactly yeah um the all-star selections right now, it's I, I'm not a big fan of the format where it's every guy from, or one guy from every, every team, team makes it. Yeah, yeah. Like Tyler Batuzzi. Because then there's some, yeah, there's some players that don't get in. Yeah, like Brad Marchand in the top three of the NHL points, but yeah, yeah not an all-star. They're still the last man in votes, I guess, but. It's not even Marchand, it's Bergeron. Yeah, so Marchand, Marchand could be top three points while the all-star is, all-star game is going on and not be there. Not even be, not even be selected. Yeah. yeah, so that's that. Uh, but maybe moving on to NFL now. Crazy weekend. Yeah, honestly, one of my one of my favorite wild card weekends in a while. Yeah, that Texans Saturday afternoon game finally delivered. All those snooze fests, it's finally delivered. Oh this was God. chaos, right? I know because every time they make the playoffs, they're always the Saturday afternoon game. But I had the Bills winning that game, and when they were up sixty nothing, I'm like, hey, they got it. Like I don't know, I was pretty confident in that. And then Sean yeah. Watson, yeah. Well, I that JJ Watt sack is what sparked them, I think. Yeah, and, and having him back, like he's an energy that yeah yeah it was crazy too uh houston was a two and a half point favorite in that game so who would have thought they would if you're there down 16 nothing at halftime and you have the texans by three you're like oh that's that's over <laughs> but nope they kick a field goal in overtime and uh watson really came through in the clutch i don't know about their chances next week in no City, i don't like but. their chances next week but watson like that he should have got sacked by both those guys on that last play where yeah, he won the was, game. That, that was, was insane. Wild. I don't know. That's like half really impressive on him, but like that's also got to be really poor tackling. Yeah. And it was just like that whole sequence in the fourth quarter where 
this, everybody lost their mind. Hey, like oh. the Josh Allen, like they were Adderall. like battling for worst decision of the freaking <laughs> yeah. quarter. Like O'Brien not taking the three points there. Yeah, going for it on fourth and one. When it, then yeah. it opens the door, and then <sighs> that they tie it right. So the, yeah. if they lost the game, that's totally on him. The, the Bills punter having to spike the ball. Oh my god! <laughs> but yeah, and that Josh Allen lateral, I was like watching. It, I was like, what is he doing? Stop the clock. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it worked out. And then. DeAndre Hopkins had zero yards, zero catches in the first half, and then he just goes off for 90 in the second. Had a fumble, but, like, he was a big part of their win, too. Yeah. And you got to uh, feed him if you're going to be Kansas City as well. Yeah, and he was seeing a lot of Tredavious White throughout that game. Who was did He he handled them pretty well in the first half, but uh, Hopkins definitely got the better of him in the second yeah. half. It wasn't a good, it wasn't a good weekend for uh, the defensive backs in the NFL, or the star ones, at least. Yeah. Like going on to another game, uh, New Orleans and Minnesota. That was a shocker where, so I'll start off with the <laughs> defensive back talk, but a guy like, like Lattimore for the Saints, he's the number one guy. He got hurt. And then you saw Kirk Cousins uh, hit Thielen for big bombs when Lattimore wasn't there. Xavier Rhodes kept uh, kept struggling for Minnesota, so the big names didn't really come through. And then in my mind, Rudolph out, out muscles. Um, what's his name? Was it Williams? I think it was. I can't remember who it was. Yeah, but I, anyways, he. I in my mind, that's not OPI in my mind, yeah. just because like it's the playoffs. You let a little bit more go, yes. and he was also using his hands as well. So for me, that's totally fine for me. And. Good, good throw by Kirk too. Yeah, yeah, credit to Kirk Cousins. I had no faith in him going on overtime. I'm like, he's gonna crumble under the pressure just like every other time, right? But he got it done, and that Brees fumble in the fourth quarter was a big one too. Yeah, it's wild that Taysom Hill kind of when you look at the quarterback play, Taysom Hill was maybe the better quarterback in that game for the yeah. Saints, which is makes it really interesting. He had that big pass, he caught a touchdown. Yeah. So I had the Saints going to the Super Bowl. Same. I did. Yeah, like, me too. The roster they have Michael Thomas this year. Drew Brees has been great. I just didn't I didn't give Minnesota a chance. In Thomas this game. didn't do that much for and for Michael's no, uh, Thomas for standards. his standards, was, I think yeah. it was seven for seventy. So like that's still a five. He's game, usually like but. fifteen catches. <laughs> yeah, the Vikings really zeroed in on him. But honestly, like I don't know, I didn't give the Vikings a shot. But when you look at their roster, I guess I should have. Like they do have a good offensive roster. Their defense is good. Yeah, I love their defense. First, yeah. like for a sixty, they're they're good. Yeah, and we'll get in. I kind of have a little bit of a hot take with them for next Sunday, but we'll okay, save that. We'll see. Or Saturday, but we'll save that. Can we let's talk about my favorite game though, Titans and Patriots. Yeah, Dynasty's that was a done. Center. Dynasty's that done. Was a center. I was so confident in New England. Really? I, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Looking at both rosters, I was like, Tennessee should win this game. But I was like, my, my head was like, Brady's gonna figure it out. I just thought Belichick would figure it out with the, with stopping okay. Derrick Henry, like whatever it took, really. Whether he was like putting like literally like ten guys in the box, thirty four carries like for one hundred eighty two yards and a touchdown. Yeah, like in the week before he had like two hundred something yards, right? Yeah, and the Patriots have the personnel of say if they have Bills only line up two receivers, they can literally put ten guys in the box with or sorry nine with Gilmore and uh, uh, McCourty just playing corner. They can literally just load the box. I thought, I thought they were gonna maybe try that just stop yeah. Derrick Henry somehow but it didn't happen I, I thought Tom Brady played fine I did too and like you're at the one the intercept pick six at the end like you've got to figure something out you're at the one yard line with 15 seconds I don't yeah. blame him on that at all yeah not and he has no weapons when you look at the box score for that game the leading receiver is James White which I guess sometimes isn't a big surprise for them but then when you look at like Edelman only three catches for 30 yards you need him to step up because like he's your only receiver yeah. really and he had that huge drop late really uncharacteristic so i don't know so i don't blame this loss on tom brady at all and i don't think he's gonna retire i don't think he goes out He'll like be back that in new england 
You think in New England? I think New England, yeah. I, I want to see him somewhere else. But, and I don't think people can be mad if he goes somewhere else because like he's earned the right to do whatever he wants. But I, yeah, he, I think he'll be back in New England as well. He'll come back. He's going to need the reassurances. They get him weapons. I'm pretty sure they dealt their first round pick a couple years ago for Brandon Cooks. I'm pretty oh. sure. Yeah, so like something like that. Like if you can find a receiver yeah. that's on the trade block or just try and make something happen where you have actually a deep threat because Philip Dorsett just wasn't really getting it done for New England. Yeah, and then there was also the last game, which is Seattle-Philadelphia. Both teams banged up, right? So it was definitely the least exciting game of the weekend, but it's still close. When Carson Wentz goes down on that hit by Clowney, kind of knew it was over there. But Yeah, Josh McCown played pretty well, actually. I was uh, He's 40. Did you know that? Like the way he was running and like, like yeah. eluding like defenders like Jadavion Clowney and all, all these Seahawks rushes. It was wild. He played pretty well. He did. And he got, honestly, they moved the ball more with him than Wentz was early on. Even though we only saw a little bit of Wentz, I'm sure Wentz would have got going. But still, yeah. he still did. He did good. Yeah. Can't blame the loss on him at all. And DK Metcalf, unreal. Yeah, he had a great game. Yeah, that he was He's emerging down. as like a star receiver yeah, in my a, mind. He's a rookie too. Like, yeah, like he's gonna be a when problem. you have him and Lockett, like Wilson's set at receiver yeah, and I Russell agree. Wilson, like I'm never surprised when he makes the plays because he's, he's on way too. And yeah. I don't know the Seahawks. I have them winning next week, but we'll talk more about. Yeah, if you want to get into it, yeah, right we, now, well, yeah. The, last the Seahawks game. are yeah. a four point underdog. So Seattle, really like Green Bay, them. Green Bay's thirteen and three, but like they haven't impressed me all year. No. Like they're a very unimpressive thirteen and three team, and like their wins, some of their wins are like I don't know, like they just haven't impressed me this year. And I think Seattle's gonna get the best of them. Like when Seattle this year, they have. Like their offense is good. Marshawn Lynch is gonna get the ball more. <laughs> he cannot run. That he's touchdown so though, he works for it. Yeah, he's so slow though. I don't know. Maybe if they get that Homer guy going, or is it Travis Homer? Yeah, yeah maybe yeah. if they get him going a little more. But Seattle's also better on defense. Like not obviously since they're like defensive days, but like from last year because you get Clowney in there, right? Bobby Wagner. Like I think they have enough playmakers on defense to be able yeah. to keep the score close. And I think in a tight game, obviously Aaron Rodgers makes plays too. But I'm taking I'm taking Wilson. Yeah, I'm gonna take Seattle too. I think that like as an underdog too, they have a little more value if you're gonna, you know what I mean. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I do. I actually, if you're a betting man, yeah, yeah, if you're a betting man, <laughs> I do, I do like Seattle in that game too. Actually, just to actually win out, right? Probably like what, like. 2017 like something like really low scoring yeah me too it's gonna be low scoring and close but yeah i'm taking cold so yeah I, I don't know i just have no not that i'm like i'm like that's one of my confident picks what about the the other nfc game we got the vikings and the niners like as much as i don't want to underestimate minnesota again i just think sam Fran's how to sam Fran on defense is what yeah gives it to me a little bit more because like jimmy g i he's like he's he'll get it done like he has a good record and whatnot but i don't think he's like amazing and their offense is great like their running game's really good but i don't know i think overall they'll edge out minnesota i think it's going to be a close game i think it might be one of the better games of the weekend yeah i'm excited for it but i won't like here i won't be surprised this time if minnesota wins again just because of what i saw this weekend but i'm gonna take sam Fran. Also, my dad would kill me if I don't take his team. So, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go a little bold here. I'm gonna take the Vikings. Yeah, I'm not. I've never been too impressed by the Niners. Kittle's obviously. I think he still gets a little more credit for at least from what I've seen. He's like, I'm not gonna say he's not a great player, but people say he's like a game changing, like one of the best in the NFL. I'm, eh, I'm not sure about that. So I do like the. I like. I think the Vikings. I like their roster. I like Dalvin Cook. Kirk Cousins is taking care of the football. If they don't get into that turnover bug with uh, Kirk, I think the Vikings can squeak out an upset. Yeah. And the thing with Dalvin Cook, like he had a really solid first half in that game, but then they managed to slow him down in the second half. I think Minnesota is a team that's going to go as their running game goes kind of thing. 
Yeah. But then you have that defensive line in San Fran. So I think it's gonna I think that's gonna and be many. I think that's gonna be where the battles yeah. won or lost. I think it's gonna come down to turnovers too. That's a big one with like I said with Kirk. Kirk and yeah. If the Viking can generate some interceptions or get a like a like a timely fumble, like that's how they're gonna win this game on the road. And yeah. if that happens, then it'd be Minnesota at Seattle. That'd be great. The five seed getting a home playoff game. Yeah, that was, and I think that was the regular season game was good too. So, yeah, right? Yeah. Scoring, yeah. Either way, I think Seattle's winning, and we're either getting Seattle San Fran round three or Seattle Minnesota, and I'm fine with either. Yeah, I just don't want really Green Bay. They're kind of a boring team. No, I, I, Green I, Bay would don't, smash I just don't even today. like Green Bay. Yeah, not that exciting of a team. No. But over to the AFC, we got tennis, Tennessee at Baltimore next week, and uh, are pretty much going to be Navy Army. <laughs> yeah. Right with all the running, but yeah, I, like Tennessee is going to go as far as Derrick Henry will take him. Like at the end of the day, right? Yeah. And Baltimore, I think their line's better than New England's defensive yeah. line. And but I still Derrick Henry, man, like he's going to get over a hundred yards still. But another thirty carries. Yeah, like you feed him until he can't anymore. If you're Tennessee, because if you're gonna, you're not gonna get through on Tannehill, right? Yeah, I kind of, I don't know if I want to go as far as taking Tennessee, but I'm more confident in Tennessee than Houston for an upset. I'll say that. Oh, hands down, yeah. I think they're both the same amount of underdogs. Yeah. I think, or I think Tennessee's like an eight-point underdog. Yeah. I definitely like Tennessee to keep it with an eight. So. I think that's going to be a close game. Lots of running, though, yeah. like that, It's going to be a fast game just because like the clock's going to keep running, right? Because they're just going to run, run, run. Yeah, I'm interested to see what the Titans can do with stopping Lamar because if they can stop him, it's, I, I think the Titans have a serious shot at winning this yeah. game. And if they do their like eight-play drives or, or eight-minute eight drives and stuff like that, milk the clock, keep them off the field, that's how you're going to beat Baltimore, right? Yeah. So I think they, I think they have a legitimate chance. Am I going to go as far as picking them? Probably not, but I want them to win. I'll be rooting for them because yeah. I hate Baltimore <laughs> as yeah. a Steeler fan. But I'm excited for that game though. It's Saturday night, and it's yeah. going to be under the, the the Ravens do that thing like the Yankees now, where like they have like those like like those white flashing lights whenever they score a touchdown. Oh, okay. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. It's really yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when the Yankees hit a home run, and like the yeah. dark, they always have to go white lights going crazy. Like the Ravens do that too. So I'm excited for that. It's going to be a really good game. Like Saturday, <laughs> ga- Saturday's games are the ones I'm excited. Saturday's a good day. Minnesota, San Francisco, Tennessee, at Baltimore. Those are going to be some yeah, real those good are the two games. prime games. Yeah. Yeah. And then lastly, we got Houston and Kansas City. I think this is going to be the least close game. Yeah, I agree too. I think Kansas City is going to win by at least two scores. Yeah, I say double digits for sure. I don't know. I kind of wanted to see Buffalo just because I like their defense more. But Houston, I don't think it mattered who got through. Kansas City was going to win. I think Kansas City is, in my mind, is coming out of the AFC. Yeah, I, I, had, I had the Chiefs and the Saints so uh, before before the playoffs started. Yeah. So, but yeah, Mahomes has a week off now. He's healthy. Yeah, that bye week is going to be a huge difference. Like, yeah, I, I, really yeah. like, I really like Kansas City. I wasn't impressed by Houston last and Kansas week. City, like, they've never been they've never had a great defense but they're definitely better than what they've had yeah the honey badger yeah like they're still not great but like they're better than what they've had and you have Mahomes. you just need to be able to let him outscore the other team so yeah i'm taking kc in that game for yeah, sure all day they're my f- they're they're if you're gonna pick one team for sure to win it's kansas city hands down yeah i think all the other games can go either way like i think tennessee is not going to get a lot of like in the media they're not going to get a lot of like credit and the actual chance to win yeah but i think that's gonna Get them going, and Derrick Henry's gonna go off again. I know yeah. it. Derrick Henry, yeah. I don't know. I like them. I like them in that game. Yeah. And lastly, there's one more college football game. And yeah. It's going to be an epic game. Undefeated LSU versus undefeated Clemson. Clemson hasn't lost a game in how long? 29 in a way. Yeah. Right Trevor now? Lawrence has never lost a game. That said, I do like LSU to kind of like how I, I couldn't believe that LSU Oklahoma game. I thought Oklahoma was 
maybe going to keep it within, and this is crazy saying this, but maybe keep it within like 14, maybe 15. But Joe Burrow was seven touchdowns at the half. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, I did. Like, I didn't like, I, I thought LSU was going to win, but like that, the yardage he put up was like video game numbers, seven, not even video games numbers. I don't put that many touchdowns off in Madden. Yeah. Like, he, he was seriously on pace to go for almost a thousand yards and 10 and 10 plus touchdowns, which yeah. is insane. And like, in the throws game. he was making, like he, he's ready in my yeah. mind. He's ready. Unfortunately going to the Bengals, but like gives Joe Mixon someone to play with though. Like he's, I don't know. I, I like Cincinnati's offense. If you get an offensive line, like they have the players, they have the playmakers, but like Dalton's got to go. So Joe Burrow's going to, going to be big there but this game is going to be a good game i think it's going to be close i actually don't no you think lsu is going to run away i don't know how you go against lsu right now no i i think lsu wins but like i don't know i don't see it being a blowout no one can stop them i know i like lsu by i think they're a six point favorite i like them by like 10 to 14 points at least okay like i could see like i could see him putting 40 because i do like lawrence as well but like he's not like no right yeah he's next year's number one pick probably but he still did really well with his legs against uh ohio state and yeah like that touchdown run he had was yeah it was like a 60-yard run yeah but i do like lsu to roll clemson's finally gonna lose a game Trevor yeah, Lawrence is finally going to lose yeah, his first LSU college game. Yeah, is just too good this year. I don't, I don't remember a college team like them. I guess the Alabama teams. It'd be interesting to see like the recent yeah. Alabama teams, like Derrick Henry, like their running game to see how they match up against a, like a team like LSU. Obviously, their offense, yeah. but their offense is just unreal. Um, but yeah, that game's on Monday. Yeah, so January we'll check that 13th. out. Yeah, it's um, elite. I just want to say one more thing about the NFL. My favorite part of Wild Card Weekend was Rabel taking that oh, minute, yeah. minute 40 or whatever off the clock with false, uh, delay of game, false start, false start. And Belichick's like losing his mind on the sidelines, <laughs> but like learn from the best, right? Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. It was getting him a little taste of his own medicine. And, and the Pats actually took a, they got a neutral zone infraction. So on I wonder if third, that was on purpose. Yeah, The third one like, was them, yeah. Yeah, just to like, Belichick was losing his mind. He was like, stop this, but. But in my mind, when it happened, I'm like, this is really ballsy of him. Like I like it just cause like it was cool to watch, but I'm like, you're giving less time if they score, like kind of thing, right? So I was kind of like, yeah, people were saying that too. I, I didn't really see it. I thought no. it was a good move. Yeah, kind of. Tri- I well, looking back on it, I love it. Yeah, it worked out, right? And yeah, like Belichick, he did something similar this year. I saw a tweet. He did something similar to um, the, the Jets, Jets this year, yeah. up thirty-three nothing. So like, just just seeing someone out do Belichick, it I lo- I loved it. Yeah, it's a game within the game, and it worked out for Tennessee. And who knows? Maybe we have a Tennessee-Minnesota. Tennessee-Minnesota yeah. Super Bowl, yeah. six versus yeah. six. I, I, I'd watch that. That'd Cinderella, be a good game. Yeah. Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, yeah, sign that, me up for that. Yeah, and there's been six seeds in the past to get to the Super Bowl. Yeah. I know the Giants, and they, they won it the first time they were a six. So. Yeah, and A, if Tennessee does beat Baltimore, Tennessee did beat Kansas City in the regular season. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah. yeah, that game was wild. Though. I remember that game. Yeah. And like tennis, Tennessee. like Tennessee's nine and seven, but like they started two and four, right? Yeah. And they've been rolling. Got so that, yeah, old school football out there, Henry. And so momentum's going their way. So let's see if they keep it rolling. We'll be back in two weeks, and Jake will be back with us. Just scheduling this week was a little different with us not being here on Monday at, at the campus. So yeah. So, so when yeah. we're back, will the the championship games be? They will, right? Yeah. So we'll yeah. have. We'll have our Super Bowl. We'll have the Super Bowl. Yeah. See what we have to One say. last Titans. Now, who you, now who you take last time, who you take in Super Bowl with everything that's I still happened. like I still like KC. And then I like oh, kids get bold. Let's go Minnesota. KC and you know what? We're gonna we're gonna give Russell Wilson a shot. Yeah. But can't go wrong there. Yeah, we're gonna go Seattle, Kansas City. Kansas City takes it though. I think this is Mahomes here. Me too, yeah. I'd like, like to Chiefs. see it. I just want to see an offensive Super Bowl too. Just like yeah. after last year's, we need a 
we need something. Yeah, and then you'll get the, the you'll get that offense in the college football championship when yeah. LSU wins by they win by twenty. All right, okay, <laughs> we'll see. All right, we'll be back in two weeks. See ya. Bye.